Hey, Shaylin, what's up, yo? Hey, Matt, how does it go today? Wait, no. <laughs> how goes it? <laughs> so fucking tough. <laughs> Take two. Listen, I did theater in high school, and I've been out of high school for over a decade. So that's my excuse. Yeah, my excuse is that I sit in front of a fucking computer screen with a camera on me half the day. Buddy, and welcome to this episode of the I Hate Matt Wall Poetry Podcast, where today we are going to be sitting down and having a lovely conversation with Shaylin Marks, poet who is the featured poet in this first issue of the Bloodshed Review. And her her book in it, she's got the center section chat book. It's called Fornicating with the Elements. So we're going to be talking about her um, writing journey, um, where she came from, where she's going, what was behind Fornicating with the Elements. And then she's going to read a few of the poems out of there. And we just had a really good, fun talk. Prepare to be dazzled, folks. I'll see you when I um, stick you with the butt plugs. And now, because I'm editing this um, episode, I realized um, there were some things that never got mentioned. So, just so you guys know, um, at the end of the episode, I bring it up, but that doesn't make the uh, awkwardness in the beginning of the episode very clear. So, as soon as I got on the Zoom call with Shaylin to do this episode... The thing that happened here, okay, was the Amazon delivery guy who was bringing a bunch of the materials I need to do stuff, um, fucking left without delivering anything. He tried to get in the building and couldn't figure it out, and it's not fucking hard, and he started to leave, and there was stuff I needed to put together so I could send orders out and everything like that. And so when I saw him going back to the Amazon van outside with all the stuff, I started screaming out the window. We went back and forth a little bit um, before he finally um, decided to come back and bring the packages. And this was right at the beginning of the episode. So when this episode starts, the whole introduction, I'm trying to be like overly like nothing's bothering me like hey everybody how's it going so Shaylin knew what was going on because she heard the whole fucking thing but I was like when I was putting the episode together I realized I'm like oh nobody nobody saw that whole bit nobody heard that bit so when this episode starts it's gonna sound quite silly and just know that that was me super pissed off trying to bring myself back down to where I could have a normal conversation with somebody Shaylin was a super sport about it and I appreciate it now with that said, on with the show. So, hey, what's up? Just drinking wine? Yeah. Oh, just that's so it. cool. Oh, yeah. Mine is super cool. So why don't you tell all of us what you do 
without getting yourself in trouble. I work in operations management for a uh, music corporation. Oh, shit. <laughs> nice. And you said you're going to school too, huh? Uh, yeah, I'm a creative writing major for uh, Full Sail University Online. I'm 31. When I like turned 30, I was just like, I'm kind of sick of like pushing numbers and like living like the corporate life. So I was just like, fuck it. Let's just take a leap of faith. And I just decided to go back to school. So I technically graduate with my associates at the end of July. I believe my bachelor's will have that end of October of next year, November. And then after that, like, I want to just go full swing and like into like a master's degree for either poetry or creative writing, depending on what's out there. But when I first turned 18, like the fall after I graduated high school, I attempted to go to college and I was a drug addict and alcoholic. So I pretty much dropped out of that within like mm -hmm. a couple months, just because I was like partying and I was like hungover when I was actually going to class. And it was just I just ended up dropping out before I could like lose all like my tuition money or whatever. So. Yeah. And I stole my books, so I didn't have to worry about that. Oh, nice. <laughs> yeah, I hustled. I, I would steal. I had like a big purse and like at the uh, the local college, it's really, really easy. Not that I'm condoning stealing or anything, whatever, but this is just what I did. I just stole like a handful of books and then I would just sell them for like a profit. And then that's how I got my tuition money, essentially yeah yeah do what you gotta do dude college man but see you're smart you ended up going back i never went back i guess when you like read like obituaries and it's like this person stayed at like x company for like 30 years and that's great if that's like their truth and everything but i guess mm -hmm. i had like just this weird like existential moment i'm like damn this is really like it for me like and i was just like fuck it like I i've been sober enough um for long enough and um, I think I'll actually like take it serious this time around. So, and plus, if yeah. I get an MFA, then I could like troll all of the formalists. So, <laughs> yeah, that's the plan. <laughs> that's the fucking plan, dude. <laughs> yeah, like when you're talking about that, like my stepdad got hired as a grave digger when he oh, was shit. 17, I think, at this um, big mortuary chain. Over the next like 27 years or 30 years or however fucking long he was there he ended up like vp of sales or something like that oh, and wow. then so he stayed with the company the entire fucking time and then they brought in like new management or new owners and they decided they wanted to fire everybody over 50 and they just okay. fucking fired him and like i'm like oh my god you gave your fucking life to that fucking company and they just decided one day that they didn't fucking want you anymore yeah I'm like, exactly. I can't fucking do that. I cannot fucking do that. Yeah. When it doesn't align with their budget. And since you've been there for so long, you've already like maxed out on pace. So it's like, cool. Yeah. We'll just lay you off and we'll like rehire a slew of people for like a fraction of the price. I totally get where you're coming from. And I think the difference in my story here and your story here is that mm -hmm. you attempted to try to make it work and you gave it a shot and you were like in the fucking system and you're like, I can't fucking do this. Yeah. Like that's, that's ballsy to fucking like, see if you could make it go. You know what I'm yeah. saying? I mean, yeah. Cause it's just like, after that, like I pretty much between like either like a restaurant job, um, I eventually like had worked in corporate for like the past like 10 plus years. And I'm just like, this isn't it for me. Like I can play that, like I can put on that hat, you know what I mean? But it's just not who I am and it doesn't align with like fulfilling my passions. So I just was like, fuck it. Like I don't have any kids. I don't have anything else to lose. So yeah. why not? Yeah. 
Um, you have a background in music. It, it's funny because I was just talking to a dude yesterday who is a poet who hustles his fucking ass off and does all this fucking shit. And he's like, yeah, but it's like, I, it's because I sing in this fucking band. So I have this big like following from this band I sang in. If you go to like his Instagram thing, it's like stickers of his book on every fucking like stoplight and everything like that. It's just like that whole concept of guerrilla marketing that like I really push fucking hard and yeah. Adam pushes really fucking hard and you've been pushing really fucking hard and i think honestly it just comes down to the fact that like all of us came up in the music scene mm -hmm. you know what i'm saying and that's why any kind of promotion or marketing seems fucking foreign to poets who did not come up from that sure i think that's like a big part of it but also i think it's just a part of who i've always been just because like i come from like a long line of like laborers and like my mother was brought up like super fucking poor like was born and raised in like long beach and uh she never actually even got like her high school diploma but she still somehow just hustled her way to like making 100k a year and i just really admire that whole like biting the bullet or picking yourself by, by your like your bootstraps or whatever but like mm. honestly you know you just have to sometimes just go out and just fucking do it you know yeah well, like when you said Long Beach, you mean Long Beach, California or Long Beach, yeah. New York? Oh, shit. Yeah. Your mom grew up in Long Beach? Yeah. My dad is like born and raised in Maryland. But uh, yeah, my mom was in Long Beach. Uh, she lived there, I think, till she was like six or seven. And then she lived most of her life in um, most of her like childhood life, like in Reno. And then she eventually in her 20s moved out um, east and then met my dad because her mother has family rooted in Maryland. So her parents moved to maryland like in like the late 80s or whatever yeah, yeah my, my mom was born in she was born in maryland i'm trying to remember what city she was born oh in. shit no was way it bethesda is that a place in maryland yes yeah it's in montgomery county it's like right outside of dc yeah so that's where my mom was born like my family they yeah. settled in long beach then my grandpa after the navy got a job at todd shipyard in san pedro this oh, cool swapping you know yeah, yeah, and we're yeah. team pisces yeah and we like a little bukowski on the side you know mm -hmm. <laughs> how did you get into poetry from music it's funny i actually started with poetry i essentially like i was always obsessed with singing since i was like a little girl and like before i could like even like read like i was singing and like my parents it's funny like they actually have cassette tapes of me as like a toddler like singing nursery rhymes and shit i was just always obsessed with singing fiber yeah whatever first grade is like six years old seven years old i actually still have it it's like this like it's called like my secret diary and it has like pink little pages in it and stuff and i actually wrote poetry at like the age of six and it was just like ABAB like rhyme schemes i was just always like into like writing poetry for like the longest time and then like once like i hit middle school i was listening to a lot of like punk rock and stuff and like metal and shit and then that's when i started getting into songwriting and then i stopped songwriting and then in high school I was getting into like spoken word and shit. Like I was really into like Walt Whitman and a lot of like the romantics and stuff. Um, all the beats, of course. And Bukowski was like a big influence of mine. So I was getting like really heavy into like free verse shit and then try to like play with spoken word. But then I stopped poetry after high school and then just like had been doing music for like years ever since. And then mm -hmm. the past, like ever since I went back to school. So like 2021, I like just very recently reacquainted myself with like poetry again, just to... Yeah get back to like my roots and like what really it's because it's so therapeutic you know what I mean yeah do you are you gonna put out the little pink diary book <laughs> I don't know <laughs> I will tell you, uh, the first poem I ever wrote was um, Let Our Love Take Flight. Oh, shit. How old were you? <laughs> I was fucking six. It was about my parents because it was like, I forget like the full thing, but it's like, sometimes we argue and sometimes we fight. 
but we let our love take flight because I don't know. My parents, I guess, got in an argument and I was inspired by that. that that's <laughs> I mean, adorable. It, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, I was um, doing some videos a while back. I, I, I probably should finish that up. I found this giant box of basically everything I've written since I've written anything. And the fact that like all these other boxes of my life have been destroyed or vanished or whatever this that. one box full of like just random notebooks and shit from like elementary school up on you know that is still here somehow but it was like i was reading all my cringy like poetry <laughs> shit and making videos of it and like oh it's fucking it's it's rough dude it's rough i'm living but, but i'm always i always want people like when they find shit that they wrote when they were kids like yeah. you gotta put that out like you gotta put like yeah. the the one poetry book that i got um almost kicked out of junior high for for the <laughs> poetry reading um course in english that we had it was i called um i called it um a snork in a moss pit because i didn't know mosh was spelt with an h oh so shit. i'm like oh yeah let's go mossin let's go let's go into a moss pit and um yeah so i did this like stupid fucking poetry book and we had to do like different forms and everything and i drew horrible pictures of like shit but um they thought i was a devil worshiper and um because there were a bunch of cats getting killed and cut up and left on the school grounds no so then i start doing all these poems about satan and fucking metal and all this other fucking shit and they're like oh you must be the one who's um doing all the satanic cat killings and i'm like well, oh my god i'm not but <laughs> you would have been my best friend like straight up that's fucking hilarious <laughs> that's fucking great <laughs> oh yeah so someday a snork in a moss pit will be released maybe i just need like the visual it's just like a big like pile of moss but then people like crowd killing each other at the top of it yeah oh my god this is fucking so great <laughs> <laughs> so okay so we'll do a book that's my moss pit book and your little pink diary book oh dude let's mash it up fuck <laughs> it I, I don't want to edit anything like I'll just scan that shit in with like the font the way that it was and everything the spelling oh errors yeah expose it fuck it <laughs> yeah dude mine I wrote mine on a fucking electric typewriter damn aren't you cool yeah damn check me What's out dude it was my it was my grandpa's typewriter and i just oh that's awesome but anyway so you were in the blood rag and then you're now in the new bloodshed review yes yes did you hear um adam reading your poems yes i was picking up oh my god i was picking up my walmart order for my meal prep (laughs) and i like saw this little thing it's like hey you were tagged in something by i'm the foot and i was like oh shit that's adam and then um i was like playing in the car while i was like waiting and i was like fucking like dude he's hilarious i love adam he's in like one of these future issues because i i love his work and yeah he's fucking hilarious and he's a really he's really good at reading like i feel like i always fumble when i read yeah i think he i can't remember if it's august or september that he's Mm. gonna be in the review that's Um, fucking awesome yeah i gotta check into that the the other thing i wanted to say yeah his stuff's great like it's so 
it's really weird like you think you know where it's going all the time yeah. and then just something that fucking like like complete fucking turn and you're like oh that i did not see coming that's yeah so i i love it when i get surprised by stuff because i fucking Mm. very rarely get surprised by anything anymore but i wanted to say something too because as we're talking about this it kind of brought it up in my head i think the reason why a lot of us fall out of poetry and then fall into music is because the the music is like a like a team sport it's like a group effort you know there's like like a brotherhood a sisterhood a fucking family fucking thing and when you're in a band with a bunch of people it's like a fucking gang you know what i'm saying yeah i mean it's your team and you have people like backing you up and it's just like we're all here for like the same like mutual like message or whatever and it's just like a powerful like feeling really no it totally is and i feel like without even really meaning to do it the whole anarchy crew thing has kind of turned into that exact same thing the band helping each other out and doing all the shit and all that other stuff yeah that's fucking that's really weird that's tripping me out a little bit right now because when i when i stopped doing the band i started doing a lot of acoustic solo shit and the thing that broke my heart about that was i would go play just be by myself spill my fucking guts bare my fucking soul and people like will care or not care and they're just going on about their thing and then afterwards it's not like i could turn to somebody and go oh dude we fucking killed it tonight man we fucking were off the chain it's like you turn and you're like oh i gotta leave now because now I'm super fucking depressed. Nobody fucking cares, you know? Because, yeah, like, you can dude. have, like, your friends come and, like, see you at, like, an open mic or, like, whatever it is. Because I yeah. definitely have, like, acoustic open mics and stuff like that with, like, guitar, ukulele, and just singing. And, like, sure, like, you, you have your homies there. And, like, that's awesome. But it just doesn't hit the same way when you just, like, look over, like, your right shoulder. And you're just, like, damn. We just, yeah. like fucked up completely or like we did a really good job or somewhere in between either way like we all like are in it like together and i don't know like really like special and unique with that and i feel like just from like a writing perspective like for the longest time i felt like i would start like writing something and then it just so happened to rhyme and i'm like oh god i don't i don't really like to rhyme in my poetry Mm -hmm. like i i do sometimes and i'm like fuck it like who cares but like when it's like i do like four lines and i'm like actually like i could hear this being sung this sounds way better as a verse in like an actual song than just something like in a poem so i'm just like that's going in just my little music box you know what i mean yeah for real yeah and sometimes it's just if songs flow more then songs flow more if poetry is flowing more then i just kind of roll with like whatever yeah and i mean and you'll totally go through different stages like there's times when i'm writing a ton of short stories you know mm-hmm. or i'm just doing other shit but it hasn't really happened in a long time and this that's weird for me like yeah. i'm usually all over the fucking place and i've been really just writing poetry like i don't know like six years seven years now with yeah. like very small breaks like where i do other shit but you know that fucking poem that Bukowski poem i read it for something i don't remember what it was but the um the man at the piano yeah that's on where, um yeah go, where it's like super like self-deprecating because like the pianist is like alone yeah right? it's like nobody uh, nobody wants him there he's playing a piano that doesn't belong to him singing songs that aren't his one it's so fucking good dude that shit just hits me yeah dude and it's just like i have like a total oh i fucking missed the table there i'm like oh. um no i, I 
<laughs> no, I just have a different appreciation for it now because like just thinking about doing acoustic shit, mm-hmm. like that's kind of the same thing. And then like he goes into the bathroom and locks the stall door and smokes a joint. Glad that he's not out there and the people in the fucking restaurant are glad he's not out there either. You know what I'm saying? And like if you look at that in the same way as like a poet doing a poetry reading, like by themselves, like they probably feel the exact same fucking way. Yeah. And so this whole thing that we kind of stumbled into here, I feel like is the like opposite of that. And it just like feels good now. Like I'm feeling really good. Like as much as that was depressing for a second, I'm feeling really fucking good right now. Yes. Good job. (laughs) Like before, like I remember I could be like in a room like full of people. I mean, yes, I still get like this because like all of us poets are sad folk, like whatever. But like anyway, like Pisces life, dude. Exactly. Exactly. Team Pisces. I don't know. You could be like in a room full of people and like you can get compliments for like your performance or whatever it is. And you could still feel like the loneliest motherfucker. You know what I mean? Totally. Yeah. I hear that for sure. Yeah. But now I'm just like, you know what like fuck the room fuck what's in the room like what about you like i don't know like put yourself on a pedestal like for once in your life because like for so many years like i um i hid like my drug addiction from like my family and like most of my friends and like the internet right you know what i mean social media whatever and now i'm just like i mean obviously i'm sober now but like besides that it's just kind of like i don't give a fuck anymore like something just kind of like changed when i turned 30 and i'm like you know what like how does this like resonate with me and like the things that i need and like i'm doing this for myself for once just to like be your own like fucking god honestly and like real. fucking worship yourself you know yeah. just do anything i mean maybe not shit outside of physical laws but like <laughs> but like you know like if you put in enough effort and if you want something enough like you'll get it you just yeah. have to keep pushing you know like i didn't think i was gonna be like featured in a magazine with the chat book like i this time last year like i wasn't thinking that at all and i just like found you by happenstance because i would just i was like it's funny because like i was looking for uh like bukowski like videos on like youtube i just wanted to like hear him like in the background like performing while i was working and then mm-hmm. and i was like should i really want to find out about like uh the beast your well like the first like thing he ever put out because i was like curious and then that's and i found your video for that and then i was just like hooked oh is your- that where you came in on that that's how i found you yeah oh, shit. it was like yeah it was like august of last year that's how i found wow. you was in that video and i just like binged like all of your like bukowski like review videos because like what i do love about you is that like uh you put in like so much like research into your shit like when you're doing those videos and like it, everything was like nail on the head and i was like damn and then i was like i watched like the workshops for like poetic anarchy uh-huh. and like, it really resonated like with the shit you were doing and i was like fuck it like i'm just gonna join this and then just like see what happens so yeah. i just you know and yeah it was one of the best things i ever did honestly yeah so. you're fucking awesome dude thank you <laughs> yeah man okay so this fornicating with the elements fornicating with the elements okay i'm gonna like suck your dick here for a minute okay <laughs> Like when you first sent me poems, it was like, seriously, like, what the fuck is this, dude? I was like, oh my fucking God. Kind of the same feeling I had, like when I read like Stephen Bruce's White Knuckle book. It was like so fucking like raw and gritty and just like talking about shit that most people would never talk about. But you speak of it as it's just matter of fact, like these are the things that happen. The way you do it, you expect everyone to come along with you and that's okay. I'm going to talk about some fucked up shit and it's normal 
And you were going to think it's normal because we're talking about this now. It <laughs> fucking floored me. You had been talking to me off and on about different books you wanted to put together and everything like that. And then you said, um, oh yeah, I have this one, uh, Nature's Trash is what you were originally going to call it. Yeah. You know, um, you're like, it's either Nature's Trash or Fornicating with the Elements. I'm not sure which, but this is what I'm wanting to do. And I'm like, oh, okay, I guess like I, I was like confused a little bit. And so I, <laughs> I read the poems you sent and the first poem I read, I was like, oh, okay. So this is just like, okay, a poem about you at this age, whatever, outside doing this. And yeah. then the next poem, like you're a little bit older and you're outside and you're doing this. And then this poem, you're a lot younger and you're outside and you're doing this and you don't realize it when you first start reading it but as you go through that book it's like your like life story it's like a little biography of you with like nature as the backdrop and yeah. as a fucking collection it's fucking brilliant it's so fucking good oh thank you <laughs> Thank you so much. <laughs> no, seriously. Like you took the concept of a themed book, intertwined it so well with the poems inside. Like, I don't know if I put my books together that well, like how you did that. So the poems about is iconic and I'm a Matt Wall disciple. So. <laughs> well, I appreciate that. I'm, I'm like trying to think of poems about fucking. I'm like, what? I'm like, oh yeah. Okay. Yeah, I don't know. No, I still think you're like growing up with the nature poems, like go, it's just, it's put together so well and it shows so much about you and who you are. And it's just, it's such a fucking good book. And the reason why I'm kind of like glowing about this is because when you pitched it to me, I'm like, oh dude, I'm not going to like this. Like, <laughs> this doesn't sound good. Like what the fuck? Like, I don't this know. This is not the person I fucking have been talking and you, to. And you <laughs> fucking just totally, you're like, no bitch, listen. And then you fucking <laughs> smack me on the mouth and you're like, bitch, stop. Listen to me. This is fucking good and, and then, i'm a switch so that checks out <laughs> you can keep that in there too because i don't give a shit <laughs> oh fuck no but it just it fucking it, it floored me and i wasn't expecting it it's just this is one of those times where i was so fucking glad to be wrong you know what i'm saying damn thank you that really <laughs> means like a whole fucking lot this is my Aww. first chapbook ever so why don't you since i told everyone what it's about why don't you tell everyone what it's about <laughs> i like how you hid behind that oh, you know oh, oh well watch out y'all oh, uh, but... <laughs> oh shit oh shit <laughs> but yeah so uh fornicating with the elements like literally it's just kind of like fucking around and finding out with all the things that we can't control essentially and like nature and just like my experiences as i essentially like i've had kind of like several ups and downs like in my life with like my decision making or whatever and it's just kind of like my experiences like in nature and around nature and whether I'm like gravitating it towards it or not, we're all just going to like live and die. And like, we're this endless cycle, but like nine times out of 10, like the trees are still going to be there or whatever. Mm -hmm. So, um, it's, and it's just kind of like, I don't know. It's funny. Cause like, I guess like the first poem in it is actually like super fucking special to me because like, I've like mentioned before, like I, I've been addicted to uh, drugs. I've been sober for heroin for almost six years now. Mm -hmm. Um, and I've just, I've had a DUI and like a bunch of like stupid fucking shit. Like the first one is about me, like blacking out drunk, like in the woods or whatever. I don't know. It's just fucking around and finding out we'll just never beat time and we'll just never beat nature. And it's just me like fucking stumbling through my life, I guess. Like, we are super fucking temporary. Like, yeah. 
people you know yeah i totally feel that would you like to read something out of this for everybody because yeah. you thought was going to happen right mm -hmm. i mean i really like the first one but like i'm just curious in general like which one did you like really resonate with well, the first one i like a lot but the last one um nature's trash i fucking i love that and i love it because it ties the whole fucking thing together yeah um and then that last one sober day uh 29 and a half because mm -hmm. it's uh, yeah because every 29 and a half days there's a full moon or whatever so that's why i like titled it that that one i just kind of came up with and i was like really excited about that one fuck you isabel's really good because it took me a minute to figure out what the fuck you were talking about <laughs> And like, I'm like, who the fuck's Isabel? Is this just some bitch at school that's fucking causing you fucking trouble and shit? And then like, I'm like, oh shit. So that's, yeah, that's the hurricane. <laughs> yeah, that was fucking good. Um, I'll just do the first one. Bo, protagonist. Bye, Sheila Marks. <laughs> All right. <clears throat> Blacked out in the woods last night. Again, is it the booze or the trees that hypnotize me? that cry out to me, covered in bruises, midnight knee scrapes, in tempo to a new dance, the clouded moonlight stagger, caked in dirt, it can't be a hero's journey when all I do is fuck up, debated in the dark, whether aware that rising actions rarely come early, perseverance is the point, but all I ever do is damage, no one's ever surprised, so predictable i've got no character arc maybe next time i'll climb that ash tree plummet maybe next time i won't get back up very good <laughs> how was that it was good it was emotional definitely so as you read stuff and this doesn't have to go on the show if you don't want it to but i'm just really curious go for about it, it dude yeah like when you read your stuff out loud and you read it to people how does the poem make you feel when you do that does the poem take on a different meaning does it take on like a bigger life when you share it with people like that i think it does yeah i think it, everything's funny because it's like people who are like maybe like passive or passive aggressive where like they won't confront something to your face but then they'll text it to you because texting mm. it they feel like they're able to like formulate those words better and it's kind of like i guess that effect for me granted i'm a pretty confrontational person but like uh i don't know it's like when you speak it out from like the page it it kind of amplifies like what was like already inside you or whatever. It's kind of like confronting your own bullshit. So yeah, I, I think it does. So why don't you read um, Sober, day 29 and a half, 29.5. Okay. On the other side of fear, sailboats shimmy along to a rippled cadence orchestrated by the vulgar moon. Stripped off every cloud, so full, shameless. She bears it all crevices craters dust we howl at her perfection how infinitely she thrives on the other side of dread this glow of hope comforts me tonight thank you and i do want you to read nature's trash too okay and then i swear you don't have to read it anymore i don't care shit i'll read the whole thing nature's trash i litter the earth with my existence call me nature's trash fornicated with the elements the wind moans my name on occasion nihilistic i ignore the cries oblivious to the wreckage i've caused too many cycles destructing the old building a new must begin to reinvent from the inside 
Thank you. You're welcome. <laughs> I appreciated that a great deal. Like what you were talking about with um, like a singer, like you have no idea how often I would forget all the words to free person songs and we'd be okay. playing and I'd just go like, and like do like, like the whole time. And then if I got drunk or I was on pills or whatever, Yes. I'm just like that. Like there was nothing. Like I'm like, why are you? Why is pitch? Here? Ride that shit out. Especially like uh, because the um the last like main performing band I was in um was called No Ransom, and we were like a uh like post hardcore light metalcore kind of band. And like, there's definitely been times I drank like way too much. Maybe had a couple benzos in my system at the same time. Mm-hmm. And yeah, the best part about screaming is that they don't know what the fuck you're saying half the time anyway, even if you are, like, articulating it. So, yeah. It's it's <laughs> so that. sad. Like, um, Creeperson did a live album, and it's never <laughs> come out. Because, <laughs> like, it was such a... Fu- well, I was such a fucking train wreck. Like... Were you? Because, like, you know, like, when you are the headlining band, you have to get to the club super fucking early to do sound check. And then you just sit around all fucking day while the other bands are loading in, doing their sound check and they go down the card the way it's supposed to go or whatever. And I have super fucking crazy anxiety. So if I'm in a bar at fucking 1230 in the afternoon, I'm going to be fucking drinking until we're fucking on. Dude, we go on. I fucking ripped our fucking banner down, put it on as like a cape. I'm like, blah, blah. and then I'm like yelling at the bartenders to bring us more drinks. I'm fucking talking oh, shit to the bands who were playing before us. And I'm fucking off key. Like, I'm just like, I'm like, here's the music. And I'm like, under here. I'm like, uh-huh. oh, yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. hold my fucking junk out, did the whole fucking thing. Like, pulled a Gigi Allen. Did you start like throwing your shit at people? No, I actually did not piss or shit, which is amazing. But yeah, so this recording, I have it. And every like seven months, year and a half, I'm like, oh, I should put this out. That was a really fun show. Then I listened to it. I'm like, oh, my fucking God. I can't put this out. (laughs) So bad. Oh, it's so bad. So bad. Oh, whatever. Anyway, fornicating with the elements in bloodshed review number one you killed it look at that oh and um adam asked if that if the font was like like a wiccan thing can you talk about that real quick oh yeah um i'll show it really quick they were both uh creative commons licensed fonts just to cover our asses people but uh they're actually two different fonts so like all of like the little symbols you see or whatever mm-hmm. um they're different like alchemical symbols um so it's not necessarily like dedicated to like wiccans or pagans like it goes back to like fucking agrippa like like medieval shit like just like what you would use for like like symbols for like sulfur or like water whatever but yeah Yeah. those are alchemical symbols technically awesome i've always like been like a skeptic or whatever um but always have been like fascinated with like witchcraft and like with like ancient history and just um even just like mythology and everything like in general or whatever and so like i remember when i was in like I think it was like seventh grade maybe was the first time I picked up like a, the satanic Bible, which obviously mm-hmm. if you read the pages on like all of these like fucking like ignorant fucks that just like assume things, mm-hmm. um, dude's a total fucking atheist. And like Anton LaVey's biggest thing was like scientific illumination, which is essentially fucking around and finding out, um, which I can like totally respect. So like I do have an altar 
I do um, rituals and um, it's more so like, even like when I, like I have a bunch of like tarot decks and stuff and like, I, I practice that not necessarily like me, like trying to like communicate with like spirits. Um, and I, I Hey, if, if people are into that, like whatever, like I don't, I don't hate on other people's like beliefs mm-hmm. as long as you're not an asshole. But yeah. um, anyway, I use it more for like a psychological tool for myself and just seeing like, all right, so like what work or what should I be focusing on like this week? And I'll like put out a spread and then I'll try to essentially uh, put those things to the forefront of like my mind, like whenever I'm like working on myself as a person or just like my goals or like anything in general. So I use it in a more like psychological sense just for like self-improvement. Yeah. Cool, cool, cool. Well, so what's next for you? What are you going to do? What's your next plan? Oh, I think that's part of the problem. I have too many plans. I mean, is this when I talk about pheromones? <laughs> if you want to. Like, okay, I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So uh I do um have a, a chat book marinating uh to be released. Uh it's all about an ex-girlfriend, the highs and lows of this uh tumultuous 10-year friendship slash like relationship. Um that I would like to put out in the fall tentatively and then uh I do want to put out a book um and we've talked about this before of course Mm -hmm. uh uh, projectile vomit is the name I've been working on that I'm about actually one sixth of the way through writing it so I'm like really fucking pumped for that and essentially it like if you like fornicating with the elements and like just hearing about like being drunk in the woods or like making like stupid fucking mistakes or just like crazy like you know like fun stories that maybe you can like relate to or not whatever live vicariously through um essentially projectile vomit is about um my late teens and like my 20s and just about like the highs and lows of like the mistakes and like the consequences of like Mm -hmm. my drug addiction and um i also have um done like sex work so I'm not sure if I'm going to put those poems in there yet or if it's going to be something separate. Um, so yeah, but just kind of encompassing all those things in one. Yeah, it's fucking awesome, dude. It's fucking awesome. Yeah, I've read some of those poems and they're fucking killer, dude. They're fucking great. Thank you. I really like oh. the the Tears of Faulkner one because remember like when I first sent that to you, I was like, listen, I know you're like anarchy and whatnot and like you're cool with like the drinking and other shit but like this one might be kind of too heavy and if you don't want to put this out like i get it but i'm gonna do this shit regardless literally what i said in the email oh and my then, God. like your reply you were just like we need to get on a zoom call and you were about it and i was like yeah. oh my god for real Thank god. it was so fucking yeah. good that was fucking great <sighs> yeah well all right i'm excited i'm excited about everything you're gonna be doing it's fucking great and i just appreciate how open you've been with like poetic anarchy press and the whole thing and all the promoting you've been doing and you're fucking killing it i just like i really appreciate you so much so thank you for that yeah thank you yeah i don't know it's just it's fucking great what you're doing and i think like poetry like I mean, there's tons of people that are like doing it across, you know, the country, across Mm -hmm. the world. It's just like we need to make poetry like relevant again. Like we are the ones that like control our future, you know, not like anything else. So like the if you actually like put effort into something like we can keep this like alive, you know. Oh, yeah. And it's up to literally all of us, whether you're like a reader or a writer. I really feel like if you do what you do well, like with poetry, even though you might be just giving your work to readers 
the reader should be inspired to write after they read what you say you know what i'm saying yeah. so yeah i'm just it's fucking awesome i'm excited there's so much shit coming up and i'm just i'm over the moon and like right now i'm freaking out because like there's all these packages arriving with all these different papers and stocks and inks and people can't even get in the door to give it to oh, you no you yeah, know that, that was something <laughs> that happened earlier we had a issue with the guy trying to fucking get into the building but anyway dude thank you so much i appreciate you tons and i love your stuff thank you now with the butt plugs yeah so i hope you enjoyed that episode that was a really fun chat with shaylin and um hearing her read was great that was a lot of fun and again um you can get fornicating with the elements um in the bloodshed review number one and it also has mindy simmonson and jeff taylor this is um available at the etsy shop links will be down below um while i'm talking about things you can get winner your mom's sodomy prize for poetry out now 125 signed and numbered copies that you could grab 150 pages of poetry and then um if you like something a little less expensive you can pick up extra extra some of the poems that didn't make it into winner your mom's sodomy prize for poetry this is over Mansi shop as well and there's only 50 copies of these numbered and I'll give you guys a little preview right now, okay? Here's the next issue of the Bloodshed Review. It's a lot easier to read on the cover. And this has Mindy Simmonson with the um, center section chapbook. And then it has Bunny Wild and Rich Boucher. This is a great freaking issue. And the thing that is also super cool about it is the um, Mindy's chapbook in here, Skeletons. It's on this uh, vellum paper. So it's like kind of see-through. It's very see-through actually. But yeah, it just, it looks so cool. And like, it's like a little x-rayed skeleton on the cover there. So I don't know. Th th this came out really great. I'm super fucking proud of this. Just like I'm proud of the other one. But yeah, so definitely check these out. Um, if you can, links will be down below. This um, Bloodshed Review Issue 2 won't be out until... Uh, probably the first or second week of July maybe the second week of July I'm not 100% on that just some other things I wanted to throw at you real quick before we get into the shout outs here uh, I wanted to kind of go over some of the stuff some of the stuff I've been doing on YouTube lately I've been reading um, a lot of poems and I have a playlist on my YouTube that's just called poems there's one that's called poetry where it's me talking about poetry and all this other shit. And I do read some poems in there, but the playlist that's called poems is just reading of poems. There's no frills or anything else. It's just poems. Um, so I've been doing a lot of that, but I've also been putting up a lot of videos that were answering people's questions that they had. Um, basically I asked a question like two weeks ago. Um, what is your biggest challenge as a writer? And I got a ton of responses that were all really fucking interesting. So I'm going to go down a list of some of the topics I did. So is perfectionism destroying your art? Um, how to write a novel if you don't have time? Are your metaphors stale? Uh, where do great poems come from? Writers stop doing this. Um, that's kind of... It doesn't really tell you what it is, but there it is. Does your writing have an expiration date? How to write a poetry chapbook in an hour. That was the 
one I did the other day for that. Um, do you worry about voice and consistency? Jumpstart your writing career in minutes. Do this to build your audience. Um, so that's kind of the stuff that I've been doing videos on lately. So if any of that stuff sounds awesome to you um, and you're just listening to the podcast feed of this, go over to youtube.com slash, I think it's at Matt Wall or just Matt Wall, um, and you can find the channel. I guess I could just jump into the shout outs then. My new chapbook, Drinking Less, will be out in a couple weeks here too. July is a big month, yo. Okay, so um, I just want to give a big thank you to all the motherfuckers that help keep this fucking show going, help keep me going, help keep my, putting my books out, the whole fucking deal. So I want to give a big thank you to my motherfuckers over there on Patreon. Michael, Cedar, Harry, you guys are the shit. And I love that you guys like doing the Patreon thing, so that's, that's cool. You guys are awesome. Um, then a big thank you to those over in the YouTube thank you crew. I want to give a thank you to Patrick, to Britt, to Jan, to Deb, to Ethan, and to Julia. You guys are fucking awesome. Um, and then in the Anarchy crew, where the big swing and dick swing, I want to give a thank you to Bunny, to Nate, to Minnie, to Thomas, to Tim, J, to Shaylin, to Tim, G, to Chill Baby, to Tamara, to Adam, to Chase, to JH, and welcome back, Jess. Glad to have you. And then um, for the biggest of the big motherfucking thank you, I want to give a big thank you to Caitlin. You're the shit. Thank you. And if you would like to um, join the Anarchy Crew or join the Thank You Crew, um, just look at the YouTube channel and at the bottom it'll say join underneath the video or at the top if you're at the main page. Click that. And if you click the Thank You Crew, um, that's the starting tier in there. You get extra videos and you get to do like the Bukowski book club and things of that nature with us. Um, and then if you join the anarchy crew, you get over 150, uh, videos of lessons and, um, all sorts of anarchy crew shit like that. But then you also get the weekly live streams and the zoom calls where we do, um, workshops and the whole fucking thing. So that's fucking awesome. And then if you join the Chatbook of the Month Club, you get all of that shit plus everything I make that month. I mail that off to you, okay? So um, all that shit and more can be found on the YouTubes. So you can check that out. So um, I'm going to record another episode right now. I have an interview with uh, Andrew from the podcast Heavy Board. He seems like a cool dude, so I'm looking forward to a good conversation. So that is coming, okay? So with that said, everybody, type hard, and I will talk to you all later. I just want to give a quick thanks to those people who make these videos possible. Anarchy Crew and my followers on Patreon. I appreciate the hell out of you guys. Thank you so much for keeping me going to keep this content possible. You guys are awesome. And if you'd like to join the crew or the Anarchy Crew, just hit the join button beneath this video. And if you'd like to become a member of my Patreon, you can run over to the link down below to do that as well. Thank you.